are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. This is the moment that I'm sure you've all been anticipated sitting on your couch in Canton, Ohio. So here we are. Week five is here for all to see. But before we get into it, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at DynastyOwner.com. I've been looking for a new challenge, which is why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Let me tell you the great things about Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football. It unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office, something that Howie Roseman apparently knows nothing about. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an NFL franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics, Leagues are not forming now, uh, but there's always orphans and things like that. Sometimes people drop out. Sometimes people have to be removed. So head on over to DynastyOwner.com. You can use the code. Uh, well, actually, just go to DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind. That lets them know that we sent you. And make sure you tell Tim I said hi. So um, that is enough of that for right now. So welcome to week five, everybody. Welcome to the Dynasty Rewind. I know we are a Dynasty-based podcast, but we can still help you out in season two. To my right, I guess, I don't know how it is on your screen. We got Chevin Nooney. How's it going, Chev? It is going great. I had a rough week at work just trying to finish up sales for sports, but, man, we had a bad little uh, sewer problem here. The, the drain for uh, the tub and the toilet just started overflowing, so got that fixed, but it's been a stinky one. But those bears, those bears didn't stink it up. And, you know, I feel bad for wearing this jersey, trying to represent, because I know Porkman's feeling a little bit down about his uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So while you guys are going through the rest, I'm going to change the jersey so he doesn't feel sad about this, okay? Okay, no problem, Chef. Thank you. Uh, we're not too sad. They are in first place in the NFC least, as it's called. But, Porkman, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I don't appreciate Chef trying to call me out. And, first of all, his game was stinking, too. That game was the dumpster fire. But, hey, they got the win, so... Is someone yeah, dropping depth charges or something, Nate? It wasn't me. It was like a sonar. It's not me this time. Oh, oh, we got, we got sonar. <laughs> oh, my God. Terrible. This this is the one of the greatest nights ever. Chev has had a sonar pork man shirt made up. And uh, let me tell you something right now. If this was available for sale, it would be flying off the shelves like hotcakes. Oh. It's a beauty, boys. It Terrible. is. How's that fit, Chev? Does it fit nice? Oh, boys. It's, it's not as good as our shirts. I'll say that. But... I love the fact that you have your face on me. <laughs> I, have, I have your face on you all day. So walk hey. around. You, actually, you know, Dad will buy that. So I'll let you that. Dad already paid me for it. He's already bought five of them. He's ready to wear it for the rest of the week. He's good to go, buddy. And our good friend and former co-host Garrett Montavious Price checking in saying the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I will not let Denise see this, Garrett, because you know, you'll be in the doghouse. But um joining us tonight as well, we have Nate Christian. How you doing, Nate? I am a little intimidated by Chev's mustache. <laughs> so speaking I of think, mustaches, I think I'm gonna have to 
work on the mustache, just shave all the beard away and just go mustache like Chef. Hey, mustache gang works, man. Troy is out here grinding with it. I know he's taking a lot of flag for it, but Troy, you're looking like an absolute beauty, buddy. Keep it up. Yo, that jaw is thick, boy. Super thick. I love it, though. Yep. That's that's good stuff. Well, listen, I'm glad that everybody is back. And I just want to take um I just want to take a minute and share my screen if I could, because just a live look at uh at Troy King right here, just kind of you know what he does when he's not part of the fantasy football community. As you can see, he has a substitute teaching job. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, Troy King in the house. Troy, I want you to know, I love you, man. That that's all I got to say. So, uh, Derek, how you doing tonight? Car ramrod approved. Look at that. So, um, hey, let's talk a little bit about that Bears game last night, Chev. I'm sure you uh, you watched that, correct? Yeah, I had to record it, but I did watch it. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the best looking win. I mean, if you're looking for a a guy to go out there and throw 300 yards and three TDs and win a game, it's not going to be the Bears. The Bears are going to thrive on that offense or uh, that uh, offense, that defense man, and just pray to God Khalil Mack can get two or three sacks in the game and save him a little bit. So it wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. Uh, Allen Robinson went off. David Montgomery, man, he had those PPR catches, but that run game is brutal. So I, I really hope they can figure that out because if not, we're not going to make it too far uh, in the playoffs if we make it. So so I'm kind of skipping ahead here. Normally we talk some notes and injuries, but I want to talk about this game first. Um, we need to have Corderell Patterson stop being a thing or have Nagy stop trying to make him a thing. Three carries, seven yards, no touchdowns. Three catches, 38 yards, no touchdowns. He did catch all of his targets, but I just really would have preferred if those stats and those attempts went to David Montgomery. I think. And I'll, we do have a request uh, from Travis <laughs> Seal here. So this is this is Chev Nooney right here, one of the co-hosts of the Dinosaur. That's that's a mm. thing of beauty right there. Yeah. You, you want me to brush? I don't brush this thing, man. It's a, it's, it has its own freaking soul, baby. It does what it wants. <laughs> but you know, Cordero Patterson, though, let's talk about him. That guy on special teams. Is an absolute beast, though. He takes the ball out of the end zone almost every single time he gets it, and he still gets to, like the twenty-five or thirty almost every single time. So, if he does one thing really, really good, it's that. And he's—I mean, he hasn't looked bad catching the ball, but it's definitely taken away from David Montgomery, and that—that that kind of stings a little bit. I just thought that once Terry Cohen wasn't there, it would be wheels up for David Montgomery, and now they're just trying to make Patterson a thing that he's not. I mean, that had to have been David Montgomery's best receiving game, though, or at least pretty close to it, I would assume. I mean, he had seven catches. I don't I don't feel like that he's done that yet, in my opinion. He uh, Catch-wise, he had eight yeah, targets, seven catches, 30 yards, yeah. That's, uh, That's tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the Bears running game as a whole, 14 carries, 35 yards, one touchdown. So not, <laughs> not great, to be honest with you. Good thing he's on our dynasty owner team. Yeah, right. Um, let's also talk uh, some other some other guys here. Some other stuff. Tyler Johnson. I don't know if if we want to call him a stud here, but um, looking good with his opportunities on six targets, four catches, sixty one yards, no touchdowns, but six targets for a six round draft pick. I mean, I think we all kind of had the same thought process throughout the offseason. He's buried on the depth chart there. 
he probably won't get a chance. Everyone thought it was going to be Scotty Miller. It was not. Uh, Tyler Johnson looking pretty good. What do you guys think about Tyler Johnson last night? He looked like he belonged. I mean, he was buried in a depth chart, but I think that was just based off of his work ethic from, you know, <clears throat> the issue from the senior bowl and all that stuff prior to the combine. But um, it was no doubt he can play. It was just the fact that, you know, Bruce Arians don't play. If you don't, you know, study the playbook and do what you have to do, then they're going to put Potty Miller out there and play like Beefy last night. So. <laughs> Potty Miller. Wow. Um, we also had Rojo going on another game over 100 yards, 17 carries, 106, no touchdowns. Three catches, 19 yards, no touchdowns, five targets. So let's also talk about his backfield teammate here, Keyshawn Vaughn. So he was involved. He didn't do too much. Um, and I'll tell you what, we could just kind of piggyback off that. So the bet was Keyshawn Vaughn over under five points. I believe I took the under, correct? And I think actually Porkman's the only person drinking right now. Well, that's fine. <laughs> no, Mike, you took the over. You took the over. I, you did take the over. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just take a swig of beer. I'm sorry, I didn't have. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, that's what he did. You know, that should have been like, yo, know, he died on that one play. He got killed. That shouldn't count. He did. His soul got knocked out of his life, and you know he couldn't play regularly. So, right now, I'm taking a shot. Um, and our guest from Tuesday's live stream, Chase Vernon, he also took the um, over on that as well. So. Um, there was another bet we had as well, correct? And that was the prop bet was Tampa Bay wide receivers over under half a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I took the over on that. Pretty sure of that one. Correct? Yeah, I'm not over as well. Yeah. So I think Chase is the only one that has to pay up for that. So um, he owes us two shots. He'll either pop in at some point or send me a video that I'll just go ahead and play for you guys there. So um, Nate, at some point tonight, I'm sure you'll think of a bet for somebody else on one of the primetime games. Yep. Um, I want to also talk about, and I did have one of my friends text me tonight. Nate got a very nice comment. Um, he was on point about Darnell Mooney getting involved and that these two are going to be tied hand in hand here. So Darnell Mooney involved and all of my Anthony Miller shares seem to be taking a nice dump on my fantasy teams so nate if you could tell us about darnell mooney and then chev i want your thoughts on anthony miller after that yeah so i talked about darnell mooney actually like on draft day when he was drafted i said he could fulfill the taylor gabriel role in the chicago bears offense and that's exactly what he's done um right away basically um anthony miller has not been very good he had you know a couple touchdowns so far this season kind of saved his season um, but Mooney has looked explosive. Nick Foles missed him just once or twice, like on big plays down the field, but he was open and ready to catch the ball and make something happen. One of them was an easy touchdown that Foles just couldn't get to him. Um, and he he's like, we talked about Henry Ruggs. We talked about KJ Hamler being these smaller, but very fast, quick playmakers. You put on screens and get down the field. That's Darnell Mooney. He just went to a small school. That's why he wasn't talked about. That, but even with that small school resume, he was still picked, what, the fifth round? And the Bears like him. And he's got a role. I mean, by the end of the year, he's if he's not already, he's the wide receiver, too, on that team. Okay. Chev, now your thoughts on Anthony Miller. 
Yeah, I was texting you, Mike, the other day, I think about it. I, I don't trust anybody on that offense right now other than A-Rob, and that even throws in David Montgomery, too. And I, I told you maybe J Jimmy Graham, too. Jimmy Graham has been a guy that they've been targeting in the end zone a little bit, and totally he's been totally. having some production. So I would definitely not be scared of starting him, too, especially as a tight end. But Anthony Miller, man, is starting to look pretty sad. Um, he's not getting out there as much. I think he was like 43% tar or 43% snap rate last night. And uh, that's not what I want to see. Yeah. And with the inconsistency of the offense right now, I am not too excited for Anthony Miller in the next coming weeks. He would definitely not be touching uh, my lineups. I don't think I'm too scared. There you was know. actually one spot I had to start him. I had no other wide receivers that were an option. So, I mean, I guess it's better than a goose egg. Yeah, there it is. I mean, and I saw there was one uh at one point he got a tackle and he got oh he got he got got a catch, he got tackled, and uh he grabbed his shoulder again. And I know that was uh a, a history with his uh separated shoulder from two last year and the year before. So that's something to monitor too. So it's really like uh wheels up for Darnell Mooney, in my opinion. Yeah, I, have, I can't give Anthony Miller away right now. Mm-mm. I tried to send him to a bunch of guys in my one league for like two thirds, like one next year and one the year after, and nobody, you know, nobody wants nobody wants him. So I'm just gonna have to just hang on and and uh, you know see what happens. And Mitch says, Porkman is switching the burgundy curtains for a vintage quilt. Careful, that's the room with the poor internet. I think it is the poor internet room. Actually, the bad internet room was when he was at someone else's house. So it's the sonar chef. Thanks. Yeah, that was the sonar. And let's, can, you, can you can you make another one and then send that to me? Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be forty five million dollars. By the way, that's fine. Ooh. Pops is gonna cover it for Pork Man. <laughs> so he's gonna work some overtime. He's gonna cover it. So, um, does anyone have anything else to say? I do have one more thing. Uh, Gronk. Did have six targets, but three catches for 52 yards. Just had that one long run. Doesn't really look that great. I do want to talk about Tanner Hudson from Southern Arkansas. He's a second-year player. He did have four targets, only one catch for nine yards. And his career receptions, three catches for 35 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, it was it was uh I was confused because I was like, who the hell is Tanner Tanner Hudson? I never heard of him before. Yeah. And he was getting uber targeted because I had a prop bet for a Cameron Break score touchdown, and then all of a sudden I see Hudson he did not uh, getting all these targets. But um it's something mm -hmm. to monitor. It's it's um you know when Brady likes to target one person, he'll just keep preferring targets to him, and especially he was doing it all early and often, mm -hmm. he just didn't do it a little bit later, so that might be a, a deep stash that you know you might be able to get for a dollar or a dollar a dollar or for free, honestly, and see how it goes. If it don't work, throw him back to the wolves. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be the next Robert Tanyan, but so good. Yeah. What about Brady forgetting how many many <laughs> downs that was, man? That was great. Yeah. The the dude's been playing since I was in high school, and he's still like, how do you not know that? And he still won't shake Nick Foles' hand either. Yeah, and that was crazy to me because I like I tweeted that like y'all are all smashing Braun because he didn't go shake hands, and then oh Brady does it, and then like I looked up and he's done it with every single quarterback up to this point, but he didn't do it to old Nick Foles. So yeah, and this <laughs> is the second time 
um, the Super Bowl, he didn't shake Nick Foles' hand. And um, interesting. The, the funny thing is, um, he talked about it like the next or during the offseason. He's like, "Well, that was next time I wanted him to enjoy it." But my thought is, as a competitor, you know, you came into the season as a backup. You probably want to shake the hand of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time after you win the game. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, if he does it behind the scenes too, I'm at the Super Bowl. That's totally fine. But after a game, just a regular season game, week five game, go shake the man's hand. Don't be. Yeah. You, you just got to suck it up. Right. Like for a little bit. He, maybe he forgot. Maybe he just forgot to go shake hands. That could be a thing. I don't know. I highly <laughs> doubt that this is what actually happened. As for our friend uh, Trav, uh, Big Dick Dick might have dropped hammer on Giselle. She wouldn't be alive. Oklahoma <laughs> Doug checking in saying howdy. What's good, Oklahoma Doug? It's good, good to see you checking in. Um, hey, so let's talk some notes and injuries. This is the one. I do not like this. Washington benches Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen to start. Not only did they bench Dwayne Haskins, he's the third string quarterback. Drop foot quarterback Alex Smith is going to be the backup. All right. so. Normally we don't the linger on this st- stuff. Um, not intended. Uh, we don't linger on this stuff too long, but um, a little too early in the season to bench Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I let's think. hear from man. Yeah, I, it bothers <laughs> me a little bit. No, because I, I I am still I am still a Haskins lover. I still do like him. Um, I think he didn't get a a complete a complete fair shake. No, I mean, when when you give him the guy three coaches in two years, what is he going to do? He's still learning. He was still one year uh, starter in college. He comes in highly drafted to a dysfunctional organization with Dan Snyder. Um, gives him a new coach in Juan Rivera, and then you know when he signs Kyle Allen, it's like the writing was on the wall. So this year, he had really, I mean, statistic-wise with interceptions and turnovers, he had really one bad game. But playing Baltimore, I know watching the game, it probably didn't really look that good, but he still threw for 70% completion percentage, over 300 yards. I know he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he still made Terry McLaurin relevant. He threw the ball to Antonio Gibson and made him fantasy relevant. So what else did you want the man to do? It's like it was already predetermined in my eyes. Yeah, no, I, so I would agree I, with that. I don't – I mean, granted, you know, he's, he's not a great quarterback. I totally understand that. But at the end of the day, four starts and that's what you're going to do. And then you relegate him to third string and have the man standing by himself humiliated yeah, and get him no snaps. I did hear – Broke leg Alex Smith in. Like, I, as much as it's like I'm not trying to disrespect the man – but he really shouldn't be playing football. His legs look like a literal twig. I, I agree. And I, I had heard some people saying on some other podcasts that I listen to and respect as well. You know, they're saying this could have been a behind-the-scenes thing. Like maybe his practice wasn't great. His preparation wasn't great. And I get that. But I think that you talk to him first and say, look. Right. You lay it out. And then if he doesn't change his habits, then you make the move. At least give um, him half the season. Don't give him the quarter. I and tell me you're going to you're going to win the division, bro. This division's garbage, and you're garbage. Just keep going. <laughs> but how do you bench Dwayne Haskins and not Daniel Jones? Because for as as 
bad as Dwayne Haskins has played, Daniel Jones has just been, been worse turning the ball over like absolute crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. What about Rosen? We're giving the pass to our boy here, but Rosen's had like four different quarterbacks and four different offensive coordinators, two Great in point. his first rookie season. Great so, point. I mean, I, I really feel bad for that guy. He really, really did not get a fair chance at all. Well, I feel bad for Rosen as well, but I mean, yeah. you you also couldn't pass on Kyler Murray as well. Oh, no. He was, they I had to trade him, and then when you take, then you go to Miami, and then they get rid of you again because they had to take two of I mean, yeah. I really thought he was going to the Patriots, honestly, but they have to make a they have to really give him a fair shake somewhere. But at this point, the quarterback landscape is to a point where there's no more open spots. Yeah. Honestly. And I'll say I'll say one more thing about it too. So Sam Darnold is probably going into a situation where his quarterback or his coach is gonna get fired. So he's gonna be in that situation where a new coach comes in. They might want a new quarterback as well. It's true. So that might be one person to watch uh, coming into this next season. Sam Darnold's good, though. And I do like, I like Sam not going to the ghost. Uh, All right, so moving on from that, Jets running back. Speaking of the Jets, um, Jets running back Le'Veon Bell could be active for week five. I don't know if I really feel comfortable playing him quite yet, that hamstring injury. Um, Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn announces Justin Herbert will be starting the starting quarterback moving forward. It's, I mean, shame the way it happened to Tyrod like that, to be honest with you. But Herbert's the right call. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster and Deontay Johnson are back at practice. Uh, Nate, don't knock the table over, uh, but it looks like they're <laughs> going to be good to go for Sunday. Wow. All right. So, Nate, I need your opinion on this. Lamar Jackson missed Wednesday and Thursday practice with knee injury or knee issue and an illness, but expects to play and is, in fact, 100% as per John Harbaugh. Is this anything we need to be concerned about with Lamar Jackson? Not at all. Um, they know what they have in Lamar. It's better to be conservative and keep him healthy than to risk anything. They don't need to, you know, it can have RG3 run it. Lamar is fine. I know he's been a little rusty to start the season, um, but he's, you know, taking responsibility. He was saying this week he's not happy with how the passing game has been so far this season. He says he's missed too many touchdowns to Marquise Brown, you know. And sure, they've had their share of drops out there, uh, especially against the Chiefs. But against the Washington football team, he had Marquise Brown on two or three shots down the field mm-hmm. for walk-in touchdowns because he was behind the defense. So it is a little worrying, I think, just because they need to get on that same page for the passing offense. But at the end of the day, I'm really not worried about it. I'm not worried about his health. The second day was the stomach ache. I mean, come on. That's just like a vet rest day, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, Lamar is going to be good to go. Uh, let's see. They put Joe Mixon on the Thursday injury report with the shin issue. Eh, I don't know. I think he's going to be he's going to be okay. Um, Henry Ruggs a full go. Calvin Ridley and Michael Thomas both limited. I did get an update before that. Um, Julio Jones has missed three days of practice this week. So think of some sort of pivot there in case you have to go somewhere at the last minute. Um, okay, so the this is kind of a weird one. The NFL has moved the Denver-New England game to the Monday night early game now, and Tennessee-Buffalo to Tuesday at 6 p.m., pending no further tests for Tennessee, which I believe there was none today. Um, however, if Tennessee and Buffalo were to be canceled, it will count as a forfeit, and neither team will get paid. I don't know if you guys knew that. 
Yeah, I heard. So that. you tell Josh That's Allen that uh, <laughs> he's not getting paid. Um, and let's that see. Oklahoma wants to know Jimmy G versus Fins or Carr versus uh, number two pass defense in the league at Kansas City. Jimmy G. I'm going Jimmy G, man. I, I I'm actually my one of my starts is going to be Debo this week. I think he has a good chance to pop off. Yeah, I would agree with that too. And actually, um, I did have one here that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting this week. So. Um, I could see being a long day for Mr. Carr out there in Kansas City. Um, don't forget, week five buys are the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. So the Florida governor has decided to allow full capacity at sporting events. This is not, not a great uh, idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just glad yeah. the NF or the, the team decided to not have a full stadium because it would be filled as much as we don't think it would. It would be absolutely filled to the brim. Yeah, like they would all be there getting hype and spreading COVID like it was nothing. So thank no, goodness. No. Thank goodness. The dolphins are smarter than Florida apparently. Uh, so after presumptive positive COVID test, all jets players were sent home from practice today. The test was a false positive and their game will proceed as scheduled, which is against the Arizona Cardinals. No more positive tests for either Tennessee or new England, which is great. And that's all I have for news and notes. Uh, we already talked about Thursday's game. We already paid up our bets. Nate, do you have anything yet for our next one? Are you still working on that? You do? Okay, great, Sean. Pay attention. All right. So Sunday Night Football, we got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. That should be a fun game. It's going to be a good game. Oof. And uh, as we know, Seattle, whenever they play, they pass the ball, and they have to pass the ball because their defense sucks. Thanks. So you know, we're going to see Justin Jefferson looking good. We're going to see Adam Thielen looking oh. good. For sure. How about our boy DJ Dallas? I knew he was going to say that name. DJ Dallas. Okay, tell me about DJ Dallas. What do we got? Former co-host Garrett Price <laughs> is uh, making some connections with DJ Dallas, I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's projected for three and a half points PPR. Mm. Do we know Carlos Hyde's availability? Right. Because if if we did, I would feel much more confident saying the over. I think he listed as questionable for Sunday's game against the Vikings. It says that's the latest update. You know Officially what? Officially limited. I am going to take the over because I like drinking, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. So um, it is DJ Dallas over under what? Three and a half PPR. And yeah, I actually meant to ask you, Nate. So when we do these bets, they're full point PPR, not half, correct? Yep. Okay, great. So over under three and a half. And then I'm just going to write this out. That's a toughie. You know, they're still probably trying to watch snaps for Chris Carson, keep him healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And Rashad Penny's not back yet. A little Homer. You think he comes back? Yeah, Homer as well. No. Well, no. Well, I think he does over over. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chev, you got a. Is it full point PPR, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go at the under. Port? I'm going to go with the over. That's it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nate. I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Let's ask Porkman again. (laughs) <laughs> as much as I love DJ Dallas. Over. 
All right, so Sean is taking the over as well. So, Sean, if you are wrong, you have to come on the show on Tuesday night and do a shot. So, okay, great. So, DJ Dallas over under three and a half. Let's recap. I'm taking the over. Nita's taking the under. Chev's taking the under. Pork's taking the over. Sean's taking the over. So, um, it's probably going to be the under because Nate seems to do really, really well at these. So, I don't know. I I feel like it's going to be the over, but I'm taking the under. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, I hope it's the over because I like DJ Dallas yeah. a lot. I, I got mm-hmm. him in a lot of places. So, you know, um, and, you know, just want to talk about places real quick. Some of the places that you have to make sure are taken care of. That's your, See, look at that segue right there. So support for the Dynasty Rewind is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision. <laughs> Nate always checks out when I do this. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. You know, we all hate those snags and pulls and the looks of agony and the cries of agony when you're trimming. See, Porkman knows what I'm talking about. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team, I can't talk. I'm sorry, Kyle at Manscaped. They spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Can you imagine doing that for 18 months? And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nicked three. Thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Sean, please take note of that. You have some work to do. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom the shower. By the way, I did try that out. It actually does work. I didn't get electrocuted. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Don't do that with your diesel, everybody. You're going to blow it up. And let's not forget about the charging stand. It's there. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience a firsthand for yourself so trim that junk of yours get 20 percent off from free shipping with the code pork 20 at manscaped.com your balls and we and sean will thank you again 20 percent off with free shipping and the code pork 20 at manscaped.com i'm not going to say it again because you get the point so all right let's talk some starts and sits actually Before we get to our starts and sits, uh, Nate, let's talk about your Debbie player of the week. Yeah. So this offseason, everybody got super excited about Antonio Gibson because running backs can catch are valuable in the NFL now. So not the same player as Antonio Gibson because Antonio Gibson's a big guy, but maybe in that Darren Sproles role where a little bit smaller, but big pass-catching ability. Demetric Felton out of UCLA with the Bruins. Uh, he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, in his first two seasons, didn't do too much. He's a redshirt senior this year. But last year, 86 attempts for 331 yards on the ground, but 55 receptions for 594 yards through the air and four touchdowns. Um, set a school record with four scoring plays of at least 75 yards or more. Um, three of those or two of those being a reception, one a run and one a kickoff return. He ran for 111 yards against Oregon state and also had nine catches. And he was a mid season all American by the APA. And he's going into his senior year. We got the PAC 12 coming back. They've played the first game. UCL plays against 
Colorado, November 7th. And we're going to get to see this guy. And I think he's someone who's going to gain a lot of hype through the offseason. Um, he has to show up this this season because he's not a top running back prospect right now. But if he looks good catching the ball, he's going to get some of the same hype that Antonio Gibson got because he can go in and be a third down back right away and make an impact. And in fantasy football, we love third down pass catching backs. I mean, Darren Sproles was a good fantasy relevant running back for a long time because of that pass catching ability. So Demetric Felton, keep an eye out. So if he gets the hype like Antonio Gibson, will he also fight Porkman on Twitter? <laughs> Probably not. It's been a while, Porkman. You got to admit. It has been. I'm yeah. proud of you, Mike. But this guy's probably like a a third, fourth, maybe even a fifth rounder in your rookie draft this next year. Okay. But he's got that high upside. Yeah. So, you know, and this is one of those things, too, where when people tell you that the only picks that matter are first round picks, that's not true. If you do your scouting correctly and you know how your team looks and you listen to mm-hmm. this podcast, you will know, hey, I was trading back into the draft to get guys like, you know, Joshua Kelly and two years ago, Darius Slayton in the fifth round. So, um, Joshua Kelly hasn't played out yet, but Darius Slayton has been starting on my teams since like week nine last year. I just left him in there. So, all right, let's talk some starts and stits. Start. Sits. Sorry. Snips. Shirts and shits of the week. I'm going to start <laughs> off here. I like Jameson Crowder versus Arizona. Um, I think it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, although it will be Joe Flacco this week. Razor Ramon making his uh, first start since last year. Um, week four, Jamison Crowder was seven catches, 104 yards, and no touchdowns. I know the no touchdowns, but that's 17.4 points. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's Julio Jones-esque. Not saying he's Julio Jones, but th- the type of stat line that Julio yeah. Jones would play. Fun fact. <laughs> Jameson Crowder on points per game in PPR is the wide receiver four. Really? <laughs> I believe yeah, it. He's he he only played two games this year. Every week. Yeah, he's a must start. I mean, who the hell else catching the ball? Uh, Other than Jeff Smith. And Jeff Lawrence Smith. Kinger. Yeah. Not so, like yeah. Not yeah, her so, uh, I love that. I know. You know what, Chev? That's a great point because watching that last Thursday night game, not this one that happened yesterday, but two weeks ago. The one catch that Herndon had was like one catch for 11 yards. When he got the ball, he looks so good with the ball in his hands. He's so fast, and he moves so well for how big he is. But they just refused to get him the ball, and it's it's disgusting. Gaze needs to go. Please. It's just funny how he is the favorite target for Sam Darnold in the offseason, and then it's just nowhere to be found. It's coach speak, man. Like, I'm sure you've heard so many things. The Bears say, we're going to do this this year. You know, mm-hmm. Nate, you hear the Ravens say, we're going to do this. Like, Porkman, how many times did we hear, oh, we're going to see Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy on the field together at the same time, and that never happened. Oh. So it's like, it, it's all, it's all coach speak. It's yeah. all trash. So I don't know. Um, all right, Nate, let's go to you for a start or a sit of the week. All right. So... I'm going to go with – I have a couple of names here. Who do I want to go with first? Um, honestly, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Even with Moster coming back, I think Jarek McKinnon is going to play a role to play in Miami. So I think Moster is going to be limited in snaps because they're not worried about beating Miami, I think. 
they, even though Miami's look pretty good, I think the 49ers are not going to be too worried about it with Jimmy G coming back and Mostert back and Debo getting into the rhythm. So I think they get an early lead, and they probably sit Mostert for the whole second half and let McKinnon and Wilson come in. Um, I don't really like Mostert this week just because it's his first week back, even against Miami. Um, so I think McKinnon's still a start this week, even with Mostert back. Okay, I like that. Chev, you got anybody for us? Yeah, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to name this guy a starter in your lineups. Justin Jefferson. Get him in there. His snap shares are going up. Can't sit him. No, you can't sit him anymore. Mm. It's time to unleash him. It's time to get him in your lineups. Can't say the same for Van Jefferson at the moment. I think he's at a retirement home trying to rehabilitate some injuries right now. Right. But, <laughs> but Justin Jefferson, over 100 yards the last two games, and I think this game is going to have to be uh, one in the passing game for them. And I think Justin Jefferson is going to play a big part in that. Chef, to kind of piggyback off what you said, I heard that Van Jefferson yelled at a cloud after choking on tapioca pudding while playing bingo wow. at one of their times. Dang. <laughs> what is, what, how did you make that even up, Mike? Because <laughs> it's you're true. The one, you're the one in the retirement home, you old hag. <laughs> you're older than me. I'm not. You look older than me. Porkman, do you have any starts or sits this week? I'm kidding. You're beautiful, Porkman. I know. I'm sexy. Um, I have a start of the week. Um, it is Teddy Bridgewater. He's playing the uh, terrible Atlanta Falcons. That's se- that face is sexy as hell. I don't care what nobody says. I will say, I'm going to take credit, partial credit for this shirt just because that was one of the best Photoshop jobs I've ever done. <laughs> like, yep. It was perfect. It's just... It, it is. Right. I'll I'm take sorry, Porkman. Go ahead. No, yeah. Teddy's playing uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I believe they lost like five or six cornerbacks this year. Uh, so they're just out there just rolling out complete and utter garbage. Um, obviously, we all know how Atlanta's been just a sieve in the secondary. Their linebackers have really been playing that well. Um, and surprisingly, Teddy Bridgewater has been throwing for a lot of yards. Um, not to the person that we want him to throw the ball to. But uh, he's making it work. Um, so Teddy Bridgewater is a must-start if you have him. If he's a free agent and if you had a stream of quarterback, I don't know what your situation is with uh, all this COVID stuff going on. If you don't trust Josh Allen or whatever, but yeah, you got to go for go for Teddy. All right, um, and Trav, fix your little picture by your name. Fix that. Come on. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, I actually have a sit, and this kind of goes off what uh, Doug was asking before. My sit is Derek Carr versus Kansas City. Kansas City is only allowing 212.8 yards per game through the air. Henry Ruggs is back, but Edwards is still questionable. We got Darren Waller, but you know Steve Spagnuolo, he can definitely scheme a player out of an offense. He knows how to do that pretty well. So I'm out on Derek Carr if you have a better option. Chev, do you have another start or sit? Yeah, I have another start. I'm going to roll out DJ Moore this week. They're playing against the Atlanta Falcons. He's had a rough go of it at the last two weeks, and I really think he's going to have a good matchup going against uh, those Falcons. Um, I mean, this is going to be super high scoring. Atlanta has just proven that they can throw the ball, and, I mean, they kind of got shut down a little bit against Chicago. Uh, But I'm really excited to see that offense. Teddy Bridgewater is going off too, man. He's having a, a season that is not being talked about as much. But I know he's been slinging that rock around, and he's been making uh, Robbie Anderson pretty relevant as well. So that's another guy to watch out for this yep. week. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate it because um, I was hoping PJ Walker <laughs> would be a thing <laughs> by now, but um, here we are. So sorry, I'm just in the middle of something here. All right, so um, Nate, let's go to you. All right, so I'm going to say Golden Tate. Uh, I know that he has not had much production so far. In fact, the entire New York Giants offense hasn't had much production this far. It's bad. But they're playing the Cowboys. I want to start anybody going against the Falcons, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Evan Ingram, great start. He's got like eight to ten targets like every game this season so far. Daniel Jones is peppering him. Darius Slayton is going to be good, but the offensive line is not good. Mm-mm. So Daniel Jones is going to have to throw these short slants and low underneath routes and die freeze. Okay, I'm back. He's going to be there for it. <laughs> Golden Tate's going to get all these little passes. He's going to be a great flex in PPR, and he's not. Ex- he's definitely sitting on your bench somewhere, or possibly even on your waiver wire at this point because someone got fed up with no production out of him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a sneaky play this year, this week. You know, it's funny you say that because the Giants. Defensively, they're only giving up 24 points per game. They're only scoring 11.8 points per game, so that doesn't help. But you look at the Cowboys here, and I I just brought it up on ESPN. The Cowboys are scoring 31.5 points per game and giving up 36.5. That's outrageous. It it is completely ridiculous. And Seth Robertson of the back row, Cowboys show, is saying, start any wide receiver versus the Cowboys. Um, You could even start John Hightower. Versus the Cowboys, if you wanted to. Hey, Bob wants to know DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson this week. That's a good question. Now, Seb, um, DJ Moore is your start, one of your starts of the week, but Robbie Anderson has been putting in the work. So, Chef, we're going to start with you on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with DJ Moore. I think he's got a really good shot to have one of those blow up games like he had in week two, I believe. So I'm going to roll DJ Moore, but Robbie Anderson is not a bad play. I mean, he's making it happen every single game this, this season. So, and he seems to be like one of his favorite targets. So Robbie Anderson is a good play, but I'm going to roll out DJ Moore over him this week. All right. You agree with that one. Yeah. I'm going to go with DJ Moore too. I know. <clears throat> I think he's just been missing DJ Moore. But DJ Moore does have a whole lot of air yards. He just doesn't have the connections to go with him. Robbie Anderson has been getting, you know, a lot of a little bit of like the little short targets that he's been taking, getting a little bit of yak yak. So I, I like I like DJ more. Yeah, so so far this season, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore almost have the same targets. But Robbie Anderson is catching over 80% of his targets while DJ Moore is at like 50%. Um just the connections off, like I said, the air yards are there. So it's going to happen here soon, but as much as my heart says DJ Moore, I have to say Robbie Anderson because I trust the production until I don't see it. So I'd go. go Robbie Anderson this week, and, I mean, both can have good games against the Falcons. So Okay. Um, Frank has a question. Traquan Smith, Jeff Smith, or Claypool? Um, of the three, I'm going to go. Is there another option? <laughs> it's funny because Jeff Smith actually looked hella good. He did. In the that he saw, um, Claypool has get uh, he gets like eighty percent of the snaps, and, but, and Michael Thomas is. I mean, it's this looks like garbage, but this is what we this is what we look for. But don't this forget, Juju's. Juju's good. Deontay Johnson's going to be back as well. Yeah. 
But I mean, if they my still question put on the slot, yeah, is who's Darius Slay going to cover, Deontay or Claypool? I, uh, that's actually a really good I would question. Say, I would say probably, he probably covered Deontay, which makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you oh that that is a good point because I'll tell you what I actually thought he was done for the year. If I don't know if you guys Ooh, uh, saw the Eagles game that that helmet that he took to the knee. Oh yeah, he I came thought back he was. Then. Yeah, he came back. I mean, um, I was really impressed by that. So um, yeah, if he's covering Deontay, it's going to be not good. I actually didn't realize how good he was until I got to see him play. So fire up John Hightower this week, right, Porkman? No. <laughs> Why do you? All right, I need to ask you this. Why do you hate John Hightower so much? I just don't. I, you know what? I think it was just that one route that he ran when went through the interception in week one. That don't piss me off, bro. Like, what are you doing? But that that was it. That's the only reason why. All right, so uh, fantasy football intervention. He does say that Slay has Deontay this week. He just finished with DFS. He's on Johnson. So that's what I figured. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. so Claypool might be a good play this this week because mm-hmm. if Slay is covering Deontay, I hate to say it, but Deontay might not see much. So yeah, Mm-mm. so it's one of those things though. Deontay Johnson's a stud. So you know, and I trap disagreeing with he's not he's not good. So what what I could say is if you're looking for a deep stash of lately drafted Eagles wide receivers. Wait till Quez Watkins gets on the field. He's a hell of a lot better than John Hightower. That I can promise you. I like this. Hey, I like John Hightower. Boise State, man. He's he's all right. I'll tell you what. I like John Hightower better than J.J. Arcega Whiteside. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah. Sorry, Garrett. It's, it's terrible. He he's he's fine. Garrett's not Garrett's not here. Come on. Uh Trav says quiz is good too, but you're terripping on Hightower. Well, I'm the host. Porkman's co-host. We can do that. We're all co-hosts here. So all right. Um Porkman, who is up next for starter sit of the week? Um, I got a question for you, Mike. Uh for me? who are our starting linebackers for the Philadelphia Eagles? Other than Singleton. Um, it's what's that dude's name? I think it's Duke Riley, the guy with the crappy hair. And yeah. uh I think it's uh, Nate Gary. So when, when when you say I think, right, when we really don't know who the linebackers are, start the tight ends for the team. How mm-hmm. about you just start us with Eric Ebron? Because uh, George Kittle had 15 targets, 15 receptions for 5,000 yards and 8,000 touchdowns. So the thing about <laughs> that is terrible. they actually had Kayvon Wallace on Kittle most of the game I saw. Yeah, they did. Which but was then, bad. They had this poor kid making his first NFL start, right? Covering George Kittle, uh, Nate's he just had to find his phone charger. Here he is, he's back. He's good. <laughs> back. <laughs> no, starting up, uh, Eric Ebron, these linebackers are terrible. Um, and if they do have Kayvon Wallace on him, I do love Kayvon Wallace, but again, he's a rookie. Um, and Ben Rosberg is going to be looking for a, a big target in the red zone. He's he's going to be good in a couple yeah. years as an and, IDP like, stash, but not yet. Yeah, and like we said, if Deontay is getting covered by Slay, um, that's just another target he can go to, especially in the red zone and probably in the middle of the field as well. Actually, uh, fantasy football intervention. I'm curious. Can you tell us uh, what is Deontay Johnson going for right now on DraftKings? Um, I'm kind of curious if they take into consideration that, I'm sure because you said that Slay is going to be covering him. So um, 
it's one of those things where if he's cheap enough, I mean, he could just because he's on Darius Lee's on him doesn't mean he can't still catch a touchdown. Right. So he could still be like a sneaky DFS play to fill out your roster. So um, only if you bring me on the show. Well, how about you tell me, and then maybe I bring you on the show. How's that? Sound? <laughs> <laughs> um, Porkman, did you get to your start or sit of the week? Yeah, I said Eric Ebron. Okay, sorry. Well, you you had bridged that off of a question that you asked me. So no, no, I was asking like you know with with our lack of linebacker play, Eric Ebron should be a a huge start this week. Well, tell Chase to get on here and take his shots. I right. sent him a uh, yeah. Is that that is Chase, right? Yeah. I sent you the link. Sorry, I forgot. I sent you the link for you said, yeah, I'll come on and take the shots. I sent you the link. I DM'd it to you on Twitter. <laughs> so there you go. Um oh two shots. Yeah, he does have two shots. Um job, intern. What was I gonna say to you, Parkman? Something okay, real quick. I'm gonna do this. I have one sit. This is really easy. Any Denver quarterback versus the New England Patriots, that's real easy. <laughs> but I do have a start of the week, and it's Drew Sample versus Baltimore. I know most people aren't going to start any receiving targets against Baltimore, but Cincinnati, I think, is throwing it more than anybody in the league right now. They're going to have to do it in this game because they're going to be down early, and they're going to be down often. Um, he has 22 targets on the season the last two weeks with uh, – what's the guy's name? C.J. Uzoma. Out of the picture, he's seen 89 and 85% of offensive snaps. So he's on the field a lot. He's getting the targets. Mm-hmm. Fire would have had a touchdown that. last week if he could hold yeah, on to the ball. Right. To he's the second-year player. I'm like, on targets. You know. I like that. Yeah. It was so, really good defense, though. All right. Um, who else has something else? Well, Just I want to bring something up, ask you guys a question. Sure. So in the Dynasty Nerds, Campus to Kenton League. Garrett Price, the wonderful Garrett Price, is rebuilding already. And he said <laughs> he was looking to trade everybody. And he said Nick Chubb is being traded at 10 p.m. no matter what to the highest bidder. And wow. all day he's been updating everybody in the league with who has the highest bid without showing what the actual bid is. What do you guys think of this? situation is that a good way to get rid of your plays have people go against each other and get the highest bid put it all out there yeah i think it's very ungarrett like if i could be honest with you also i want to welcome chase vernon back to the podcast chase how we doing my man what's up guys (laughs) got finished doing a two-hour long podcast with rosalie michaels for dfs wow and man does that chick know her stuff or what she crushes it man rosalie michaels is really really good Yes, love was. love that chick from uh from DraftKings over there. Yes. So we we bounce off each other really really well, and uh, you know there might be some stuff in the in the works for us. So we'll Ooh. see what happens. So listen, make sure you follow Chase over at FF Intervention. Great guy, great follow. Uh, we had a fantastic time with him Tuesday on this live stream right here. That was a lot of fun. That was definitely our longest uh, waiver wire show ever. But look at you coming in and hanging out with us. So um, perfect. What are we drinking tonight, Chase? Uh, I went with Eagle Rare tonight. Um, I, I would have just gone with the cheap stuff, but it's upstairs. I don't feel like going to get it. So uh, I'm going with Eagle Rare, which, I mean, it's still not expensive, but it's hard to get from where I'm from. So it, it's kind of a, you know, a special, special occasions type bottle. But yeah, this is a special occasion because I lost not only one bet, but two. <laughs> you did. 
So you want to bring up what bet it was? Sure. I will gladly do that for you right now. Okay. So there was two, obviously, like Jay said. Um, So the first one was Keyshawn over under five points. You took the over. The second one was Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers versus the Bears defense over under half a touchdown. And you took the under. Yeah. I mean, that hit that Keyshawn Vaughn took was brutal. And I think it it held him out for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I don't think he played another snap until like the fourth quarter. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, I, I think it, yeah. he didn't take another snap until the fourth quarter. So that was a little bit unfortunate. What do you what do you finish with points wise? Point five. Okay, so <laughs> he had one catch for no yards. Uh, yeah, screwed the pooch on that one. Uh, I think that he would have actually performed well if he was playing the whole game. He was getting some targets. Hard, so yeah, took the yeah. It is what it is, man. So cheers to that one. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Champ. The second one was, of course, the one with, um, I think Mike Evans had a touchdown. Mike Evans. Yeah, correct. And, and he dominated that entire game. He should have actually had a lot more uh, touchdowns and, and receptions, to be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was he was the guy out there, and he was the way you know better receiver. And, and obviously, I didn't look into it prior to coming on the show, but Eddie Jackson – uh, you know, did a good job on him overall, but pretty much was pass interference every time he covered him. Uh, meanwhile, on yeah. the other side, uh, I think it was Fuller. Uh, he just had fits, and, and the safeties didn't do a great job on him either. I, I don't know what he finished with yardage-wise. I just haven't looked back. It was like stats 45 here. yards and a, a yeah. touchdown, like five receptions. Still startable. Yeah, it, it, it was startable, but because of the touchdown, and that's the only reason why. Um, that, that defense over there is, is very good, but the pass interference, the, the penalties – that is going on between those two teams is, yeah, is crazy good. to me. Yeah. It was very similar to what Monday night game, which had a ton of penalties too. Yeah. It's just, it, it, that's, that's not what you want to see on TV and it ruins games. And honestly, that game last night was probably, although it came down to be a nail biter, uh, watching the game was just painful. Like I didn't, I didn't enjoy the game. There wasn't a lot of, right. of, uh, you know, plays that I like to see. I mean, we saw players get crushed, you know, which is fun to watch on, you know, like, like that, that that Keyshawn Vaughn thing is, is going to be fun to watch in, in months from now, you know, like <laughs> on a highlight reel. But that, like, yeah. I, you know, outside of that, like, it's not what I really want to see. I like good defensive battles too, by the way. But that one was just bullshit because you're getting to third downs and then they were they were, you know, getting fifteen yard penalties. Yeah, half the third what downs were like third and twenty. Yeah, third, yeah, it was like third and twenty seven every time I looked up. Yeah, um, nice. Chase. Sean wants to know if you want in on our DJ Dallas prop bet for this week. What's that prop bet? DJ Dallas over under three and a half points, and this is full point PPR. What's up with the three and a half points and the five points? Why are we messing around with those prop bets? <laughs> so, okay. Dude, do yeah, websites we, even have nowhere. these prop bets? <laughs> this, is, this is courtesy of Nate. Whenever we do the bets, we he picks up the Thursday night game, obviously, because everyone's watching that, and then he picks a primetime game, either Sunday or Monday night. And he just finds a really nasty scrubby bet where it makes everybody go. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, um, but it keeps it interesting. I'll say that you couldn't even go with Homer. You had to go all the way down to DJ Dallas, <laughs> all the way down. Oh, that hurt my soul. Uh, dude, DJ Dallas in the off season, by the way, it looks sick with his ability to, to, to catch passes. So mm. I, I don't want to take that away from him, but I mean, he's like, is he even going to get snaps? I'm trying to pull him up right now on, on Roto world to see what his snap counts have been. Yeah, he had two receptions last week, I believe. 
So two receptions right there puts you at two points. Yeah, but but Carson Wentz was was hurt, yeah, right? Like to an extent. Um, he doesn't play for the Seahawks, and he was fine. Hey, wait, who did I say? You said Carson Wentz. <laughs> wait, wait, who did I say? You said, you said Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. <laughs> what did I say? Carson what? Uh, Chris Carson. <laughs> Sorry, Carson Wentz. I we we had a conversation about Chris Carson tonight and his rushing yards. Okay. Uh, no, so let me see his snap count. He's had did not play, did not play zero offensive snaps, 11 offensive snaps. See, you could do a lot with 11 <laughs> snaps and think hey, of what it'll be next week. Three point, four three points point. week. Oh, so this is half point PPR for you guys. Full oh, point. no, full point. Full points, 4.3. Look at that. He had two receptions for 15 yards. Wait. <laughs> yeah, and two rushing attempts for eight yards. All right. It looks like an easy over then, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, Nate, I'm going to give Nate credit. He always picks really, really good ones. Like, you're always. This is a good uh, one. God, you couldn't even go to like Chase Claypool or something where there's like a possibility of an upside play. Oh, man. I'll take the under. And I hate saying it. I hate That's saying it. Under. 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 Travis Homer had 17 snaps. DJ Dallas had 11. Oh, God, that's gross. They're up against Minnesota. I believe Minnesota is actually pretty good up against the pass-catching running backs. I could be wrong. Um, I didn't look much into this game. But, yeah, I'm going to go under. All right, he might not even have a target. Okay. But Here's if he the... does, it's, th- what, three points. So, what the hell? He's going to need at least two targets. Just oh, to re- recap it again, I took the over. Nate took the under. Shev took the under. Porkman took the over. Sean took the over. And Chase took the under. So we may or may not be seeing Chase again on Tuesday night. So who knows? <laughs> Look at these snap counts. Oh, my God. This is like the ugliest prop bet you could find in the entire NFL. I credit you, my friend. I credit you for finding the ugliest prop bet I've ever heard in my entire life. Listen, thank you. I, I, thought, of, <laughs> I thought of a drinking game that will give you cirrhosis. I already have it. Well, every, <laughs> you have to take a shot every time Carson Wentz completes a pass to somebody who wasn't drafted. Not oh yeah, I think you brought that up. That's, that's yeah. a good one. So you would, you're good. not gonna make it, man. Oh, man. I didn't want to go with attempted a pass to an undrafted wide receiver because you know they don't. How many him. points is Ertz gonna have this week? Hopefully more yeah. than whatever he had last week 4.9 oh man yeah, that was rough to watch you know he i expected get- him to go off with goddard out and it just was not the case he must have been just getting smuggled out there just having people all over him yeah he can't separate anymore but also Alshon jeffrey is still out this week and that's not related to his foot injury that's actually an illness as per doug peterson and i think i saw deshaun jackson might have gotten ruled out tonight too yeah he's out as well okay and there was a possibility for him to play so we're rolling out uh travis john and john hightower again hey fogum's uh, from right down the street so fogum's one of my buddies is he from from bayou Really? Yeah, yeah. He oh, went to cool. ODU. Uh, both him and um, his counterpart were drafted or brought in by the Detroit Lions. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he wasn't he wasn't brought in, or he's not in the NFL right now. But Fulgham, who was a fifth round pick, I believe, by the Detroit Lions, is with the Eagles, and he performed last week. Man, he performed, yeah. and he's a good receiver. He actually is very good. He's just very raw. They mm-hmm. they he mm-hmm. needs to develop a little more, and and he's been proving that he can develop. 
Caught a touchdown. Um, Seth Robertson of the back of Cowboy Show said, let's go Pittsburgh. I would like to take a moment to say, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Dude, <gonna> how <laughs> bad is Pittsburgh going to beat the Eagles this week? Well, like Chase how being, red is the Eagles ass going to be? From seeing as an Eagles fan, I don't know. <laughs> but they, they have a tendency to win games that they aren't supposed you know, to, and then they can't beat Washington. Like That's just how it goes with this team. Washington's got a really good D though, and that offensive line was banged up tremendously up against you guys. Like they honestly, I had that as my number one upset of the week. And I'm Washington Post fan. I'm not a fan of them anymore, but uh, just knowing them, just knowing uh, them, you've, <laughs> you've upset Trav. So. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at that face. I mean, Trav, he's he can never be dead to us. He's a beautiful man. Oh, stop it! You're just flattering me. You're just flattering me. Chase, want... what is your best bet of the weekend? Um, that more unders are going to happen than overs. So we saw, we saw an offensive explosion over the first few weeks. And I did an article in the off season talking about COVID versus, uh, COVID versus, uh, uh the, the lockout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I came up with the fact that we're going to have a shit ton of injuries. Like it was up 300%, but I, I dove into every little nook and cranny. I dove into offensive line. I drove, dove into free agents added at the offensive line position. I drove into fifth round offensive linemen that were drafted to see if any sacks would go up. I, I literally, I, it took me 11 hours worth of research to put this article together. And I, I, every single nook and cranny and I didn't see any, <laughs> I got you, man. No worries. T seal. You're good. I, uh, I, I went into every aspect that I could, and the only thing I come up with was injuries. There wasn't, there was a small increase in, in offensive output, but nothing like that was like notable. And then we see this year explode over the first three or four weeks with offensive, you know, just just output. But then I went back and I was like, dude, there's no way that my research was that wrong. There's no way that numbers could jump like that. Like I understand that the offenses are getting better. I understand that that certain things are happening. Uh, you know, around offenses, there was an influx of talent at the wide receiver position, skill positions. So that will have an effect as well. However, mm. there's no way that, that it's leading to this much of a differential in points from last year and the start of last year. And then I looked at the schedule and I never took the schedule for this year into account. There are some of the best teams like the Cowboys and the Seahawks and, and the Falcons who have the best offenses. And they're faced up against these, like, and, and they're they're actually paired with the the worst defenses, right? Like you have the best offenses, you have the worst defense. Meanwhile, these teams are getting to play each other over the first four weeks of the season almost every single week. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane. Atlanta, the Seahawks, uh, what was it? Seahawks and Cowboys, right? Like we saw uh, Atlanta Falcons at Green Bay. Like this is insane. Like what, what was happening? So the 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 scoring in Vegas has actually improved the point totals because people have been betting on the overs because the overs are happening. Mm-hmm. But we go to look at into it this week, and there's a few question marks I have, like Dallas up against uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that could be that high scored because the, the Dallas Cowboys could go up early. Daniel Jones could turn the ball over three times, and you're looking at you know a, a, a twenty five to seven game. <laughs> Like it, it's, it's very possible. It's a random thought. It's twenty five. I don't know how I got with twenty five points, but <laughs> yeah, I, I you know the, the the Cowboys might not need to score, so maybe there's ten field goals kicked. That's how I got there, or eight field goals kicked. Or something. Anyways, right. um, it's field goals or six field. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> there. Throw it, yeah, matter, however, dude. we got to twenty five points. 
<laughs> They're going to score 25 points this week now. I, I got a feeling. <laughs> this is so weird. Put your money on that. You heard it here first from Chase, everybody. So. <laughs> like, that's 6,000 to 1. I'm odds. actually thinking more of like 32 points, but either way, it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like there, there's just so many different games where it the scores actually could be lower. Uh, another one is Arizona and the Jets. Yeah, you know Arizona might only need to score three touchdowns in order to win this game. They might Meanwhile, only need to score three points. It's very possible, game. even with a bad defense. defense. It's defense very possible. Touchdown too, probably. Throwing seven for them. God, everybody's saying that, man. I feel like I should go into DFS and put more money in on on Carolina's defense. I mean, on Arizona's defense. Go for it. Do it. But I don't know. I mean, have you guys seen that? Like, do you guys see how many high scoring games do you guys see like that are gonna hit that over? Yeah, and like, I don't think the Falcons Panthers are gonna hit the over. I think the Panthers have a better defense than we've been giving them credit for. And mm-hmm. they drafted seven players on defense. Every single one of their draft picks were. were for defense yeah. players. That's yeah. crazy. I think that game will be lower scoring than people expect. Uh, what, if, mm-hmm. what if Atlanta, who has hurt wide receivers all over the place, right? They hold Julio Jones out, and they don't want the Panthers to have opportunities to score. What are the chances that Gurley has 22, 23 carries this game? You know, Edo Smith has like three or four. Uh, you have Brian Hill, who has four or five. Right. What are the chances yeah. that happens? Because they don't want that, that, that offense to be able to score on them. Then they want to run down clock. Yeah. It's possible. It's a possibility. Sure. Yeah, it, it's just it, I. I just think we're going to see a lot lower scoring week this week compared to other weeks, and it, it's it's far from a guarantee. I don't want to sit there and say like, "Hey, this is exactly what's going to happen." This is more of an observation as to what we saw over the first three weeks. And we have like eight games for the over under uh, being over fifty right now. So, yeah, yeah if the Bears are playing, then never take the over, please. Don't do it, <laughs> man. That Bears defense is ridiculous. They're so good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, Chase, thanks for stopping by. We're at about an hour and five here. So, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we actually do have one thing we need to do, two things before we need to do. Porkman, do you have a greasy take of the week for us? <sighs> yes, I do. It's uh, it be too I'm <laughs> shut up. You can't be excited for these terrible picks. Look how, look how excited you are. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. That I love that. <laughs> All right, so um, Chef, we got to get a chase one of those shirts, man. I'll work yeah, on we it. go. He got wear that. Dude, I, I'll rock it. I'll rock it. So, you will. I was thinking about some, you know, some terrible players that might actually make something this week, and I had a little small observation. Um, Trey Burton was getting a good amount of targets in the first half, so <sighs> my greasy take of the week is Trey Burton will be a low end tight end one this week. Okay, so Trey Indian Burton. Trey Burn and Ebron are going to go off. Yes. Ebron say, is on the Steelers. Oh, yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, but I would, <laughs> I would take Ebron. I was over. like, where is he going with this? Is he just saying that because they're both tight ends? Oh, that's, right. That's not me. I'm sorry. The, the Trey Burton one makes me want to throw up, but I know. Uh, but, you know, last week made me want to throw up too, and it came up. So, all right. What's the snap count with, uh, with Doyle? I don't know, but he's not playing well at all when he came back last. When he played last week, he just he's not getting anything. And if Garrett Price cuts you, you must be bad. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, Doyle's probably being used as a more inline blocker, so it makes sense yep. for the move tight end to actually mm-hmm. be that, that go-to guy. So, oh, my God, this is crazy. All right, so the snap count. 
for the tight ends. 45 snaps for Jack Doyle. 33 snaps for Mo Alley Cox. And Trey Burton had 36. Wow. I hmm. bet you anything that, that Mo Alley Cox is being used as a wide receiver. Yeah, he, he has. Like he's not he's not a tight end anymore. He's a wide receiver. Put him in right? the slot. No, he's not. He only has 24 snaps out of 146 in the slot. They are literally mm. using him as a tight end. They're yep. using all these guys as tight ends. This is insane. That's <laughs> what the Bears I'm... should be doing. They have like 25 <laughs> tight ends. Maybe we should be doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm mind blown right now. They were force feeding Burton last game. Like they were trying they were. to get him the ball. It wasn't really happening, but they were they yeah. were force they're feeding for, him. They're trying to, I, and I think this was his first game back. So I think they were trying to get him acclimated to the offense. So there is some sort of script for him to succeed. Um, but we they just gotta get him into game shape. So I think this week he'll score a touchdown, which will make him, him. tight end. Shut up, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack Doyle is like the most blue collar guy. Is there more blue collar tight end than, than Jack Doyle? Uh, and is there a more like opposite version of that than than uh, uh, what's his name, Burton? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jack Doyle, touchdown. Very blue you are collar. Touchdown. That was three years ago. What have you done for me lately? So um, he got hurt. He has anxiety issues, Mike. Have a heart. Wow. I am I'm a heartless <laughs> prick. <laughs> so that's how that works. Okay. In case you're wondering. Um, all right. So think. before we have out, Chev, I think you have something for us. Yeah, it's nice to know Porkman woke up an hour and nine minutes into the pod. Uh yeah, so Chev. I got what's your face? Oh. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That's a lot of men right there. All right, here wow. we go. Are you done interrupting the Lord? What? All right, I'm going to go with Isaiah 54, 17. It says, No weapon that is fashioned against me shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to call you out. There's a lot of people that are going to talk down about you. Uh, but you don't need to be doing the same thing to them. You need to be uh, just getting away from it, trying to stay away from people that are going to talk to you like that. And you need to find a way to not um, to not think down on them as well. Think high on them. Think positive about them, and try to get them to be, make better choices. Uh, but don't don't follow the same actions as them. So be be better. Be better than what the people are acting to you. All right, Chef, thank you very much. And uh, I want to say that thank you again. That hits close to home. That hits close to home with everything going on right now. It Love does. that, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, Chase, thank you again for stopping by. I always love when you hop on with us. You know you're welcome here anytime. Um, whenever we're recording, you want a link, just let me know. So, Chase, again, where can I find you on Twitter until we see you again, hopefully on Tuesday to take some more shots? Yeah, my doubling up on the shots. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, all right it's at ff underscore intervention on twitter you guys can also find my content on linktr.ee slash fantasy intervention we also have a lot of big stuff going on right now for fantasy intervention so if you're listening and you want to be a part of it uh you know reach out to me please we uh there's some there's some big stuff happening and i'm really really excited about it uh yeah i i i'm, I'm stoked i'm stoked stoked cool we're excited for you, Chase. Yeah, Chase is dog. So are we. So should you be. Nate, where can we find you on Twitter until next time? You can find me at Nate NFL. It's pretty simple. All right. And I promise you his content is not as generic as his Twitter handle. Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? 
Find me at FF Porkman. All right. And Chef, where can we find you in that beautiful mustache and beautiful shirt on Twitter? You can find me at Chef Boyardee, Boy with an I. If you want shirts, we got the Porkman shirt. Screen, yeah, hit me with the full screen, Mike. All right. Hold up one second. If you want one, let me know. We might be able to make it happen. I don't know. Let's see that face. Yeah. We, we got to. We got to see how much it costs to actually make them, Johns. But uh, if you want, Sean, I want a screenshot of that uh, shirt right there, please. Thank you much. You you can follow me on Twitter at the Empower eighty five. I would much prefer you follow the show at Dinosaur Rewind. Until Tuesday, we do our waiver wire live stream. Remember, live stream only. That is not a pod release. Till then, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you Tuesday. Am I supposed to wait? <laughs>